Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. All right, y'all ready? As ready as I can be. All right, we're rolling. I did your hair today. I really didn't, actually. It just happened to, like, look halfway straight today. I even took it out of a ponytail before I got here. Wow, look at the effort you're putting into the show. I know, I finally was able to break my long sleeves out. Is it, like, 75 down there? so nice down, uh, yeah, it's probably, like, probably 70s, so it's super nice out. Alrighty. Okay, you ready? Yeah, go. Ready as I can be. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined as always by my co-host, Kyle Rickey. With a weekend of short track racing across the board, starting off with Hickory, which was supposed to be ran on Saturday. Unfortunately, Mother Nature pushed the feature events into Sunday, but a new name found Victory Lane. Two twin late model victories. Uh, first one going to Josh Berry, who is a frequent visitor there, Kyle. But the second late model stock victory, someone new that we'll talk to a little bit later in the show. Yeah, frequent visitor for Josh Berry, and that's why he's leading the uh, Division One, we uh, the uh, weekly championship standings right now for the Advanced Auto Parts Series. But Gracie Trotter, a new name uh, to Victory Lane at the Hickory Motor Speedway, and to a lot of short track fans in general. She's grown up in North Carolina the last uh, several years on the racetrack at the quarter mile at Charlotte Motor Speedway, running in the NASCAR. ARCA West this year. You figured it would get it right by now. Um, for Bill McAnally Racing and finding success uh, over on the West Coast uh, seven times already this season. And when she's not running out on the West, she's running her late model um, at Hickory and some of the other tracks that are open down in the South. And it was good to see her get her first checkered flag uh, last Sunday afternoon. Yeah, she was a, a frequent in the Cars Tour last year as well with her late model stock. Again, was picked up by the NASCAR Drive for Diversity last year. So this victory coming under the NASCAR Drive for Diversity banner for Rev Racing, uh, the the new five-star body on those those late model stocks looks phenomenal. So it was cool to see it in victory lane. We will talk to Gracie a little bit later in the show, but also a name that kind of came up, started in the short track ranks, still is somewhat in the short track ranks, Sam Mayer. He's been dominant. Here in the Arca Menard series, tons of victories. Our Arca East champion, we joke all the time about how he was 15, now 16, and he has so much more time here. What is he going to do? Well, speaking of Hickory, he raced Hickory Motor Speedway with the Junior Motorsports Camp a few years back um, in the Cars Tour as well. And he has announced that he's going Xfinity racing at the tail end of the 2021 season. And into 2022, Kyle, I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tonight, but Sam Mayer knows what he's going to be racing in 2021 and 2022. And that's got to be a comfortable feeling for a driver that has found so much success at such a young age, as we mentioned. Uh, He won last year's 
K&N Pro Series East Championship. We talked to him at the banquet about going truck racing, and then we're like, oh, yeah, you can't. You're still too young to, to race on most of the racetracks. So he did another year uh, in what is now the Arca Menards East Series. He's won three of the four races, I believe, uh, going to the Bristol Motor Speedway this uh, Thursday night here on the Motor Racing Network. And, oh, by the way, he won there twice last year in the KNN East Series. So he's a name that uh, has been, you know, shining bright in the spotlight over the last year and a half at short tracks across the country, uh, first in the NASCAR KNN Series, and now under uh, a few of the different banners of ARCA, especially in the East, looking for a second championship. And I'm assuming he's going to run the short tracks next year because I don't think he's still going to be old enough to run a lot of the, the bigger race tracks that the Xfinity Series goes to. Well, I do believe that uh, they actually have the date that he is starting in the Xfinity Series because he will be full-time in the latter part of the year. So okay. that may be his 18th birthday on when he'll jump behind the call, the wheel of uh, you know an Xfinity car full-time for the 2021 season because it is a little bit later in the regular season, and then he is full-time after that and into 2022. But Sam's one of those names that you forget how young he is because he's been around for so long, much like Spencer Davis, you know, came through the yeah. Canaan East series, ran some modifieds, and you would think he'd be like 27, but I think he's 22. Same with Derek Krause. Only recently was he allowed to go and run the big tracks, but I feel like Derek Krause, I mean, I've raced with him, but I feel like we've been talking about him for, for years now. And has shown well in the Gander Truck Series this year. But you're right. He has found so much success on the West Coast, uh, a champion out there. He's come over to the East Coast and, and is shining well. Just missing the playoffs uh, in the Truck Series, uh, unfortunately, I think by just a couple of points. So, um, But we're going to talk a lot about Derek uh, in the coming years. But, again, you're right. I feel like you know we've talked about him for the better part of five years. And he's how old? 20, if that, 19? Like me, Kyle. You feel Maybe. like I've been around forever. And, I mean... You right? have. You have. I Let's know. talk about your race before we jump the Gracie, uh, who who found some success on on Sunday afternoon. You were back in the seat at the Hickory Speedway in the truck on Sunday afternoon. Well, I've decided that moving forward, I'm going to be strictly on the retirement plan when it comes to my return to racing, meaning that I'm only going to race at the beginning of this season and the end of the season in temperatures no hotter than about 80 degrees and lap lengths no longer than 50. Because that's apparently all that retirement will entail when you don't race all the time. So fortunately, they've been that way. We rained into Sunday. It was a beautiful day on Sunday. Didn't fall out of the seat as bad. Had a ton of fun. Actually, I, I raced the entire time with one of the other competitors going back and forth, which was a lot of fun. And, and it was one of those races that you climb out and you're like, that was fun. Regardless of everything, Like you had a lot of fun. So I'm back this up and coming weekend, and I'm really looking forward to that. Because what I've learned in just the last two weekends has been, has been immense. Why is 50 laps like the max? I mean, last Sunday was only 35. Yeah, I don't know about and you. The, and if the you've ever raced at Hickory before you guys started, I thought you guys were never going to go green. So can I explain that to you actually on why we do those? Because I thought it was dumb first. So sure. we our tire program that we do is F45 takeoffs. So we actually get the tires that the late model stock division runs. So our tires automatically have anywhere between 80 to 100 laps already on them when we get them. So they've been through like a couple heat cycles. They're already, you know, wear and tear down. So basically what they do is they allow you those four or five laps to wear them in, bring the temperatures up and get them, you know, ready to go because it takes five laps since they're just old wore out tires. So they're basically just preventing someone like we saw on lap one um, going in and just completely losing it due to, due to no grip. So 
Um, that was that was a new concept to me too. I'm like, why are we still? We did five caution laps before we went green, but now that I know, and now that I have gone, you know, full bore into turn one with no heat in those takeoffs, I'm glad that we do the five caution laps. But it is, it does seem like a little, uh, seem like a lot. But it, it's all for cost effectiveness. You know what I mean? Making it so these guys don't have to buy new tires every single weekend. It's a random tire draw, trying to keep it equal for the field. So uh, uh, hats off to them for that. It's it's interesting. Sometimes you don't get a very good tire draw and you get some tires that are a little rough but i guess that's part of the gamble so there's your answer kyle i get it now i just yeah. i wasn't sure if you guys were going to need like a fuel stop or something uh <laughs> no. by the end of the race because you're so many caution laps before the race but my arms were tired before we yep. even went green yep. well that whole gym thing i know i'm working on it that being said we will dial up gracie who clearly made it longer behind the wheel than i did and uh we'll talk to her about her win this past weekend here at hickory Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast. We talked about Hickory Motor Speedway being in action over the weekend. Twin 40s for the late model stock event. Josh Berry finding victory in the first one. But Gracie Trotter found her way to victory lane in that second late model stock event. And she joins us now here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. First off, Gracie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us here, and congratulations on that win. Yeah, thank you so much. It was yep. a long weekend, and uh, we kind of came there to experiment on some things we needed to try uh, going into the fall brawl race because uh, last year we came up one spot short of winning it, and uh, we wanted to come back and you know try some new things, like I said, before we go back there so we can be even better. Uh, than we were and we actually struggled a lot throughout the weekend on you know trying to find the right things we were way too loose all weekend uh, so we kind of crutched it as much as we could Bond, Joe and all the guys they worked really hard to uh, get it the best we could and actually it wasn't too great I felt like in the race I felt like it never came to me it just kept getting worse and worse and I ended up uh, being able to hold off Cody for the win. You kind of answered my second question there. Uh, in, in race number one, you finished eighth. Is there much that you learned and were able to take from that first race and, and bring it into to race number two? Yeah, a little bit. So, like, in the first race, we kind of had the same problems as we were in the second race. Uh, we started off really tight and just got super loose um, all the way around the corner. It felt like I was riding off the right rear. So, in the first race, I kind of tried to – save as much tire as I could and get, you know, the best spot I could. And luckily the four or five cars in front of me were racing really hard. So 
Uh, I actually got to get around a couple of those and finish an eight. And I tried to stay there as good as I could because I was hoping the invert would be an eight. It ended up being a nine. So uh, got a little lucky there and uh, got a pretty good restart uh, to get around the guy in front. And uh, a couple of those guys held up, uh, Josh Barry and Cody and all those guys. So I got a pretty good lead. Um, and I kind of just hung on to it. And as our, our watchers can see here, um, Cody Swanson was behind the wheel of the 77 for Chad Bryant Racing. And it was it was a close race between the top three of you there. And you'd mentioned that nine invert putting you up there on that front row in the second race. But we were originally scheduled to race on Saturday. It was probably 15 degrees cooler, was supposed to be an evening. And they sent us green flag racing at about 2.30 in the afternoon. It was 15, 20 degrees hotter. What was the biggest change for you guys only getting that five, ten minutes of practice earlier in the day and then going into a midday race when the last, you know, 48 hours you'd prepped for an evening cool racetrack temperature? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Like I was saying, we were trying some new stuff for uh, the fall brawl that we've never tried before. Uh, So we had the car kind of on the looser side. So we were hoping to race at night, but actually – when we raced at uh, the fall brawl last year, we ended up racing on a Sunday around the same time, and it actually worked out pretty good for us. So we were kind of hoping it would rain out so we could race during the day because the car, that car just seems to race better uh, during the daytime. So um, I'm not sure how it would have changed, but I honestly think the way we had the car set up this weekend, it would have been better at nighttime because I was struggling with uh, the looseness of it, but no, we didn't really have to do too much to it, but um, we just tightened it up as much as we could uh, before the feature. I've seen a lot of pictures uh, in the days since uh, from Victory Lane and, and from post race. What does this do to the confidence now going into the last third of the season or so as we uh, look to the Arca West schedule resuming here in a couple of days? Oh, yeah, it's a huge confidence boost for me. Uh, it's actually my first late model stock win ever, so uh, that was really awesome. I've been talking about this one for a while now, and it was my first race in this car and my own stuff this year because uh, all I've been doing is the ARCA West for Bill and uh, the uh, Rev Racing late models. So it was my first race in my car, and I feel like it's a huge confidence boost for me, uh, You know, especially going into the ARCA stuff. I'm going to Las Vegas in a couple of re- weeks to race the Arca West car and we did pretty good there at the beginning of the year ran third the whole race and ended up getting knocked out of the way and finishing fourth so um it I feel really good now even more confident going in uh, to Las Vegas and you'd mentioned that being this being your first win and how this just adds to your confidence your resume here and Hickory has a prestige above a lot of short tracks just with its history who's come from there the winners that have notched their names um, on the record books there to win at a racetrack as tough and as prestigious as Hickory. What does that mean to you personally? It really means a lot because I grew up going to Hickory and also Concord Speedway. Uh, those are the two tracks that I grew up going to every single weekend. My dad used to race out there uh, all the time, every weekend. When he owned the midget team, he, he was there every weekend racing those. So um, it really means a lot getting the race there. And uh, getting my first win there means a lot. I was always hoping my first win would be at Hickory. So um, it really means a lot to me and my home track. So I'm really happy about that. 
big win this past weekend, and uh, you mentioned the Vegas Bull Ring next up, just over a week away for the ARCA West schedule, uh, an event that will be held with no fans in attendance, part of the big NASCAR weekend at the mile-and-a-half racetrack. Uh, thus far in seven starts, five top five finishes, a second place at Douglas County. How do you feel like you've adapted to the heavier ARCA West car for Bill McAnally Racing this year? Yeah, for sure. I feel like I haven't, you know, learned everything yet, but the late model stocks with the truck arm cars are kind of similar to the ARG cars, but the ARG car is a lot more heavier. So I do have a bad habit of over liking the overdrive race cars. So that's one thing you really have to be careful for driving the ARC cars since they are so heavy. Um, but I feel like I've adapted, you know, pretty good to what it is and adapting for a new team because, you know, each year, like with the Rev Racing, it took me a while to adapt with a new team. I've always had the same team growing up. So um, new team, new crew chief and all that. So I think we've adapted pretty well and we've gotten some great finishes this year. And that being said, you talk about the adaption to uh, new teams. And last question here for you, and we'll let you get back to it. Bon Suss, you must, you mentioned him a little bit earlier. He's been a part of, you know, your team and helping you driver development wise for a couple of years now. And for anyone who's been around the late model world, they know Bond's name. They know his, you know, prestige within the late model world. What's it been like working with him? And, you know, what have, what have you learned from um, having him on your side? Yeah, for sure. And I really think Bond is probably the smartest guy I know. Just everything about race cars to behind the scenes of racing, to people in racing, to the business side, to everything about a race car he knows it all um and he always has advice for me so he's been my biggest help the past three four years that i've been working with him racing the super late models on and off the track he just helps me a ton and um i give him all credit to where i am today well again congratulations on your win this past weekend and uh good luck in a couple weeks at, at the bullring gracie all right thank you so much Again, that was Gracie Trotter, winner this past weekend in the late model stock division in the second Win 40 feature at Hickory Motor Speedway. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. 
Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. This past weekend, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour made their way back to the New Hampshire area for their big race at Loudoun. Almost to no one's surprise, Kyle, it was Bobby Santos who found his way into victory lane. That man has a couple racetracks figured out, New Hampshire being one of them. But before we talk about his win, I have to say, Dave Sapienza wins an award for the coolest looking race car I've probably ever seen. It changed colors as it went down the back straightaway and the front straightaway. And and depending on what angle you were looking at it, they were still trying to come up with a name for the color. The chameleon. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was it was pretty awesome. We're trying to figure out how we got that approved. Yeah, I was wondering that, too, because I know that reflective is a little touchy subject when it comes to, like, graphics and vinyl, more or less from a spotter and a TV standpoint. But if you haven't seen it yet, go onto NASCAR Roots social media, and they have a really cool screen grab from the video broadcast that will be on NBCSN uh, or on TrackPass as well. But they have a really cool angle of him coming down the backstretch and into turn three. And as it's coming at you, the car is yellow, and then it goes orange. And then yeah. it's green, and at one point it's almost purple, and then as it goes past you, it's those same colors but in reverse. And it is just the most mind-blowing thing, but it's so clean-looking, and the numbers, how they executed it, I'm sure that, I mean, I feel like a spotter would be able to see that. But hats off to them, because that was super cool, and I'm sure they had to prove, like you said, to NASCAR, <laughs> that it wasn't going to be an insane distraction. But yeah, that was that was so cool to see. But back to Bobby Santos, again notching another New Hampshire victory on his resume after coming off the little 500 victory. Uh, pretty good season for Santos. And, and what a race. Uh, I'm sure you were busy at the racetrack and weren't able to watch it, but uh, 200 laps, 35 lead changes at the start-finish line. There were probably 35 more between uh, the start-finish line and, and the back straightaway that weren't counted, but it was Santos able to hold off Justin Bonsignor at the finish, Ron Silk, Anthony Nocella, Craig Lutz, Rounded out the top five, but you mentioned Bobby. I think this is, what, three years in a row, at least, that he's won at the Magic Mile. Uh, Justin Bonson, you are now 27-point lead over Doug Kobe in the championship standings. John McKennedy, third, uh, 39 points back. Two scheduled events remain. I know they're working to hopefully replace the event that was canceled at Riverhead. Um, but as of right now, they're going to run the Napa 150 at the Stafford Speedway on September 26th and the World Series of Speedway Racing at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park on October 11th. The only two scheduled races as of now, and it's 2020, so that could change tomorrow. And before we talk about our friends that were racing across the border, both in Canada and Europe over the weekend, we did talk a lot of last week about the uh, Ted Christopher race at Stafford. A lot of those guys that were in New Hampshire did make the drive back, and whether they're supporting or racing in that feature. Uh, I didn't actually get to see who won that, Kyle, but it was cool to see the class photo. I saw a lot of photos and videos coming from that weekend. Yeah, Todd Owen picked up the win in the SK Modified feature, and the top 13 in the SK Modified feature of the 26 starters pulled a pill to see where they would start in the TC13, which paid $1,313 to win. And Todd picked number eight, I believe. I should know this because I did the pill draw. And uh, he, I mean, zipped his way up through the field, uh, pretty quick pace, and uh, won the event. So uh, the first time a driver's won both the feature and the TC13 in the same night, and not a bad time to do it since he destroyed his race car the previous Friday night. So it was good for Todd. 
yeah, a little extra uh, purse money to go back into the rebuild of a race car. We all know that. That is definitely helpful when the purse is a little bit of a pocket pad there for you. But again, our friends over in the NASCAR Euro Series finally got their season underway. Of course, they run doubleheader weekend, so they do run two races in a single weekend, usually with that midseason break. That obviously not happening this year due to the COVID-19. Um, but our friend Julia Landauer was able to get out there. Looks like she might be staying out there, so there's not a chance for me to get in her suitcase, go on a nice little trip to Europe. Said it was a very big learning experience and a humbling experience for her. But glad to see that our friends in the Euro Series are finally able to get their season underway. Yeah, she did well in, in her events. They ran their doubleheader in the, the second class on Saturday. And then the uh, the Pro Series, or I guess what our Cup Series is, ran on Sunday afternoon, Loris Hazeman picked up the race win over Alan Day and uh, Gianmarco Ercoli in race number one. Race number two, Ercoli was able to pick up the win and held off Jacques Villeneuve. Never heard of him. And uh, Lucas Lazier rounded out the top three there. So their championship standings have Loris Hazeman leading by three points over Alan Day uh, and Lassay Sorensen four points back in third. So it's really tight. Their next events are October 3rd and 4th at the Grand Prix of Belgium at Circuit Zolder. So Julia has a couple of weeks now to kind of maybe explore. Yeah, hang out a little bit out there. I'm sure she will enjoy that. But also the NASCAR Pinty Series. They've had a couple races now um, with the restart of their season. Uh, This past weekend at one of the racetracks that is on my bucket list, ever since one of the Short Track Nationals events was being held there, Jacasa Motor Speedway, they went there. That facility looks incredible. I've seen a video of some great late model and super late model racing. I'm sorry, the pro late model race is what the big race is yeah. there. But uh, the Pinty Series went to Jacasa over the weekend as well. And uh, believe it or not, wrapped up their season. So we thought their season was short in a non-COVID year. Uh, it got really short this year. Three doubleheader weekends. DJ Kennington won the Pinty's 125, the first race of the day over Donald Teague, Jason Hathaway. Uh, Alex Tagliani, Kevin Lacroix, the top five. And then in the Moto Master 125, race number two, it was Jason Hathaway holding off Kevin Lacroix, LP Dumoulin, DJ Kennington, and J.R. Fitzpatrick. And uh, the points, not an official NASCAR championship this year. Uh, it was called the Pinty's Fan Cave Challenge. And Jason Hathaway was able to pick up the, the championship by 13 points over Kevin Lacroix. So, uh, tight all the way down to the end. They had about 17 cars compete in each of the races, so a, a good field, and uh, it was fun to watch. Uh, if you can get TSN, and uh, it's also on the internet somewhere as well, because there's not a lot of uh, opportunity to watch the NASCAR Pinties series here in the states. And crazy that their season is already over. And Kyle, I know we always look forward to celebrating many of our NASCAR regional, uh, international, and local touring divisions at the end of the year for the banquet. But NASCAR did make the statement saying with how things are right now, they are not probably going to do a championships banquet located here in the Charlotte area at the end of the year, but they will do something to honor all of those champions via probably a virtual event. So hopefully we get the chance to be involved with that. But on the point of Pinty's, we love that they continue to support us here in NASCAR, whether that's the Pinty series or they're often heavily involved with Bristol Motor Speedway. And that is where we will both be headed this week, uh, Thursday, for the Arc Menard Series and the NASCAR Gander and Gander RV Outdoor. I'm so glad we're going back to Camping World Truck Series. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it was announced earlier uh, this week that uh, the name is going to be going back to 
what it was prior to last season. So just as we all, well, apparently not you, but uh, most of us got the, the name down, the NASCAR the Gander NASCAR. RV and Outdoor Trek Series. Um, now it's going to go back to Camping World. I love it. Well, looking forward to it. Kyle, it's been a couple of weeks since we've, it's been a while since we've worked together. When was the last time we worked together? Texas? Texas, maybe. Yeah. Texas. Man. Have you missed me? Nope. Okay. We get to see Can't each other every Tuesday. Yeah. Hopefully the weather um, improves. Uh, the forecast right now looks wet. So that would does. be a bummer because, you know, the hope is to go to Bristol on Thursday and then to Stafford on Friday. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if that's going to happen now because of Mother Nature. I was going to say, if we get pushed into Saturday, our good friend Woody Kane may be solo on pit road because I got a race to run on Saturday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Big yikes. I know. We're getting the remnants of, uh, what is it, Hurricane Sue? Sally? I thought Sally was still, I don't know. I can't keep up. I think there's like eight tropical. Yeah, it's bad. Depressions or storms out in the ocean right now, and they all get a name, and but I don't know. I can't keep up. Sally. Thank you, Craig. Craig said it is Sally. I was close. I was, yeah, Sue, Sally, one of those. Anyways, again, you can watch the Arkham Menard Series race from Bristol on your TrackPass app or listen to us on the Motor Racing Network. Both myself and Woody Kane will be patrolling pit road for the Arca race, um, which follows the Truck Series race. So that'll come on at about 9 p.m. Eastern time for the Arkham Menard Series race. Kyle, you will be there. So we'll have a lot to talk about next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. So we'll talk to you guys next week, talk some more short track racing. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricci and producer Craig Moore. We will see you guys next week. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheeland, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network, all rights reserved.